Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of the Palos Verdes Esports Podcast. It's been a little while since we talked to you guys, uh, but I am here. To my right is Maddie J. Thank you so much. Well, good to be back. It's been a while. We, we got a new guy here on the, yep. on the episode. But a great addition. Too. Yeah, he, he kind of looks like you. And to my left, we got Nikki J. What's up, Nikki J.? Yep, this is where Maddie J got his genius name from. You know, uh-huh. throwing the J and the Y at the end there. Someone had to come up with it. Right? Nikki J is <laughs> the older brother and the, and the influence I see. Well, um, uh, it's been a while since you since we've done an episode, uh, but we decided to do an episode today since it, since we have concluded our summer season in the NAEL, and it was one of the biggest and most memorable seasons that we've ever had. Um, so before we before we get started, I just want to thank everybody of the NAEL, uh, Ryan, Matt, and everybody there, Level Up Sports, uh, that that put it that put it together. Um, it's been awesome for us to be a part of it. Um, what do you guys think, Matty J, Nikki J, being a part of such a phenomenal league like the NAEL? They make it really easy to get these kids in games together, and it usually flows really well. Doesn't take too long, and I know the kids uh, build rivalries, but also when they're on a team, have that camaraderie feel. So I thought the kids had a great time and a lot of fun this year. Definitely, totally. Like being in contact with each other a couple times every week, you know, you don't realize you start to create that relationship, and you have such a good time in the league. And I think we proved those relationships, especially about that circumstance, having our player Jasper uh, over in Virginia playing at the GUI headquarters and then just letting our player be there just kind of proved like how the league's a family. And it's, I love how easy it is to get in contact with each other. I think it uh, went by really well this season. Definitely, if there was ever a concern that we had or if the schedule had to be tweaked, um, the folks over at NAEL, they're always, they're, they're always there to answer a phone call or answer a Discord message and speak to us and talk to us. We were in a unique situation because, uh, at least for Overwatch, we were the only only team on the West Coast. Uh, everybody was East Coast. So that was always a little tricky for us for scheduling, but um, the NAEL and the other teams, they were so great and understanding about uh, about our schedule, which is great. And um, we'll obviously can, can continue in the NAEL and see what they have in store for uh, September. I got I got I got word from somebody that they're expecting a bigger a bigger season with more with more teams. We're super excited for that. And uh, Nikki J, you got to kind of be uh, nationally known this this season. Uh, the uh, NAEL for those of you that are part of the Fortnite Fortnite leagues, uh, you know that the NAEL actually uh, they cast the um, Fortnite matches on their Twitch. Um, for the whole league, so everybody all across the country and in Canada, and uh, I guess they like Nikki J so much that they asked him to cast about half the season. So, yeah. Nikki J, how was that for you to be able to kind of kind of be there in a spotlight and represent Beat City Esports um, the way you did? Man, it was a really fun experience. Um, you know, knowing it's a big responsibility is huge, but I think. It made it easier for me because I do enjoy Fortnite so much and I do I spent a lot of time getting to know the game and I, I watched the streams myself so I gotta shout out the FNCS guys for showing me kind of how it's done but uh, I'm really grateful for the opportunity that I got 
to be able to stream some of those games and going off uh, more people in the league, I think it's going to be really fun when we start getting even more teams and these end games are going to get even crazier if they're not already crazy enough. So overall, yeah, it was just a blast. Well, Nikki J, you definitely represented Beat City Esports uh, proudly. Um, I heard a lot of good feedback from not only the folks at NAEL, but um, of the other teams all across the country. I heard a lot of uh, the viewers and the parents and the families um, really enjoyed all your knowledge in Fortnite and got to teach them the terms. Because for those of you listening, when you watch your kids playing Fortnite and they're and they're talking about you know you know t- talking all these terms you know the <laughs> W key and all that you don't really know what they're saying, right, Nikki? Nikki J was there to kind of be the classroom for you guys. So uh, we're really proud here at Beach City Esports to have Nikki J representing us across the whole NAEL for that. That is great. Um, and then also just casting our games here, Nikki J you did such a great job. Maddie J did a great job with the Valorant Thank you. Uh, casting when uh, when uh, Nikki J was coaching his Valorant kids. I stepped in a few times and I realized how rusty I am compared to you guys, man. I, <laughs> you guys are really rocking it. So, uh, uh, so what we're going to do now, we're going to um, go on uh, to our next segment. Uh, we're going to go over each Fortnite team one at a time and tell you their ranking, how they finished, and um, how great the kids did. So we'll be right back in a second. All right, let's talk about the uh, the rankings in our Fortnite leagues. We'll start off with the Silver League. In the Silver League, we had uh, the Goddesses. We had Riptide A, Riptide B, and Riptide C. We had so many teams that we had to give A, Bs, and Cs to them. Uh, so first, let's start off with uh, Riptide C. Riptide C, who consists of uh, Matthew, Oliver, and Ian. Ian. Um, they came on strong towards the end, especially when Ian joined the team. Uh, Oliver and Matthew were kind of holding it down as a duo, hanging out at about 14th or 15th. Uh, but Ian came in and they ended up 12th. So jumped up about three or four spots that last part of the season. What do you guys think was the reason why they, they, they got that big jump at the end? I think, um, well, Ian was just a really great late addition to that team i he he's really good at communicating he he talks um a good amount during the games which helps you stay on the same page and he really proved himself him and his brother uh in our bce solo tournament Mm -hmm. and i think that's where we got our first really good look at the type of player he can be and i think we'd be lucky to have him going into the next season um to lock in a spot on one of those teams just uh, we, we see the talent there, um, just getting to put in that work. And, you know, when you're forced to play with one team, you kind of learn how to play the game kind of differently. You learn um, what it takes to win more than just playing for yourself. So really great addition to an already great team with Matthew Oliver. Yeah, Matthew does a, uh, he does a great job at really pushing in on the enemies, but then Ian takes that approach of, going quietly from the side while Oliver's kind of in the middle there. So they let Matthew take all the pressure and Ian will come up, whether he's hiding in a trash can or just behind a wall, he'll come up and make sure he slays that team. So I saw, I thought he was a great addition to that. Well, definitely, he definitely brought leadership to the team because right before that, 
uh, for the most part, Oliver and Matthew were going in as duos. And that's a lot different than trios, you know, when you're partnering up compared to having two other people. So um, Ian pretty much came in and kind of was a shot in the arm to everybody, kind of woke woke, woke the whole team up and, and, and gave them that kind of that leadership role um, in there. And um, I think, and then they, all three of them, Oliver and, 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 and Matthew were very, open to let him come in and kind of take over it's kind of hard sometimes right yeah. you got your team new guy comes in and they're and they're kind of now 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 leading the team but i think oliver and matthew understood that hey this is a team game you know we want to get better in the rankings it's not about our rankings so um and they fit in well and that teamwork ended up working out great that communication at the end was flawless yeah well great job riptide c in 12th place in 11th place justin just in front of riptide c was Riptide A, and Riptide A had some turnover in the year. Um, we had we had Kieran, who has been the consistent player on the team, a pretty much a team MVP, I think we could say. <laughs> yeah. Been a, was was a, was a, was at every game, um, and then we had Corey, um, who missed the last couple of games of the season. But then we had Keon, who actually left halfway through the season. So we had Eli come in, Ian's brother and kind of be that same spark to that team, that kind of that leader. And and, and, and I think is some him and Kieran really connected quickly um, to get a couple good finishes at the end. Yeah, they think about Kieran and Eli, what made them mesh so well so quick was they both really do care about the game. They both, yes. like, they want to win. That is what they're here for. That's what they um, come and practice all the time for. That's their main goal over everything. So having two selfless players on your team uh, can do a lot when you have the same goal. And they also did a great job at really communicating towards the end of the season once Eli got there. So I thought, like you said, it was pretty much an instant connection from mm -hmm. there. So hopefully for next season, when they're back, they are going to make some big waves. Well, one thing I was impressed with, I, I, I kind of saw the last... The last couple weeks, especially you know this week, they um, they got a lot more confident and really engaging, you know, in you know in trying to get eliminations early. Now that could be good or that could be bad. It means you could be out early, which happened a couple times, but it really showed how confident they were as a team um, to be able to jump in and not just hide behind a bush, but actually engage and really get those elimination points. Um, so really proud to see their confidence really build throughout the throughout that end of the season there. Yeah, especially when they when you aren't so confident, you're focused on getting to the storm circles, getting to that end game and building your fort and not really trying to be seen. And what that does is it does allow you to get those like better finishes, those top placements. But like you said, once that confidence comes out and you already know how to play for endgame, next thing you know, you're in endgame getting all your eliminations there and giving yourself a really good chance to get first place. So the development there has been really huge. And in the beginning of the season, uh, they actually got a victory royale, I think, in the scrimmage. In the, yeah. in the scrimmage week, they got a victory royale. Um, that was even before Eli got there, right? So yeah. imagine if Eli was there at yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, and then I believe their last drop, or one of the last drops, they got second. Yep. Right? Um, a huge placement. Yeah, which means they beat one of those GUI teams, right? Like They, they got what too. Um, so that talent was there, definitely. I, I'm, I'm excited to see a full season with those, with those two together. Now, moving on, top 10 finish. 
and I'm probably most proud of this team. I'm proud of every team, but probably most proud about this team. Our goddesses, the all-girl Fortnite team, cracked the top 10 with a ninth place finish. The second best finish out of our silver teams here. Ninth place, my goodness, Ashley and Kayla ran that team by themselves. Most of the time, they were jumping in duos every now and then. They, they, they had somebody jumping for the third. But those two and their improvement this season... Oh, so proud to see that. Yeah, and you want to talk about consistency. Those two, Ashley and Caleb, were there every single mm -hmm. day grinding. And they really enjoy that game. They like to just kind of run around, have some fun. But in this this season, they really showed that they can actually buckle down mm -hmm. and make some clutch plays. And you want to talk about placement points. This is a great example yeah. for the goddesses. And don't get me wrong, they slayed too on certain games. But it looked like Kayla really took the lead here. Ashley was closely behind, uh, just making sure they were always together. And that's what happens when you work together. So it's great to see them really, really doing well. Was their communication? I mean, they you know they were always on the same wavelength, and and, and every time you, you you see them eliminated, it was fourth, fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth, fifth, fourth, like right in that in that little area, which which those consistent points, like you were saying, Matty J. I mean, that's what put him in the top ten. You know, I, I mean, just that consistency. Hardly ever you see them drop in a hot spot and get eliminated right away, like some other teams that we saw. You didn't see that with the goddesses. Yeah, so really, really proud of the all-girls team there. Um, and then our third place, our third place finish was Riptide B. Majority of the season, they had that top spot, that top spot, that first place spot, and they had it by at one time by about thirty-five to forty points. The last couple of weeks, though, um, has been some tougher finishes. Uh, Nikki J, what do you think happened towards the end? Now, great. Great work by Barack, by Jasper, and Drew all season. Um, but what do you think was um, was the reason why they had the little skid at the end that dropped them to third? Ultimately, um, you know, their team chemistry was so good. So missing uh, a player like Barack to a basketball tournament, um, you know, that's just tough. It's tough to deal with that as a team. Um, it's no fault to anybody. Everyone's got important things to do. Um, but yeah, just just not having the full team there to perform, I think. Um, it's just a sign that, especially when you lose after doing so good in a thesis season, I think it brings everybody back with a different type of hunger. Mm -hmm. And everybody on this team has insane talent. So it's going to be... They're just going to be a team you really want to watch next season because oh, yeah. not only do I think are they going to win it, I think they might they might win it by a pretty significant lead next season. Just because, um, yeah, everybody on the team is on the same page. Uh, they all have tremendous talent, and I'm pretty positive they want to run it back. So, definitely. Yeah. And I always see Barack in here at least two or three times a week grinding mm -hmm. Fortnite over here. So he's practicing whether it's Valorant or Fortnite, but I think after this kind of loss, he's really going to be sticking to Fortnite more. Yeah. and really want to win this thing, get some redemption. And I know Jasper, he also really wants to bring a win home. And Drew, Drew has been really good learning yeah. from uh, Jasper and Brock right by their side. So I think they have a lot to show. Well, and, and I think, you know, towards, towards the last half of the season, you know, we had Drew, 
who who had to uh, leave to India for a family um, situation that wasn't expected. So we did lose Drew halfway through, which means we had to have people fill in for them, or sometimes they went in as a duo. And then um, we had Jasper playing remotely from Virginia, and we had Brock. I know this was a tough decision for Brock, but he had a really important basketball tournament that I don't blame him for going to. So it kind of made a little inconsistency at the end. I think if they were all together, we'd definitely be bringing home a first place trophy, but con con considering everything that's happened, to still to, to be top three, they will be getting a trophy. Um, I'm really impressed with this team. I'm really proud of this team. Um, the only team that beat them are the, are the GUI teams, yeah. GUIs, right? You know, yep. and they were only twenty points ahead of them, just yeah. about. So yeah. they were super, super close. They should be very proud of that third place position. Yeah, yeah, really, 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 really proud of that team. And then our one gold team, the uh, the Trash Pandas, finished fifth. Um, they stayed right around fifth the whole season. Um, they had a couple huge victory royales. Um, that's a team of Joshua, Gion, and Riker. Um, they, uh, they, 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 they had a couple big victory royales, but then also they, they had a couple really, really tough matches too. Um, but other than those, they were pretty much consistent the whole season. Um, I know that team plays with a lot of passion, <clears throat> a lot of passion. And Nikki J, I know you, you know, I know you sit down with them a lot and work with them a lot. Um, with a lot of passion does come a lot of emotion, you know, either high emotion or sometimes, you know, the, the opposite. So kind of tell me, tell me what you did throughout the season to keep that emotion in check and, and really keep them focused. Yeah. Our, our emphasis was just mainly on just communicating with each other. When you have that emotion, that energy, uh, sometimes it can Sometimes you have too much energy and you don't really know where to put it. And so you don't remember the little things like, oh, I have some extra minis on me. Uh, this gold league, there are some great teams and we are one of them. And so it really, there really has to be a focus on sticking together and communicating. Everyone on the team is very talented. Um, yeah, it just comes down to that, just the little things in the in the Fortnite Gold Division because with such amazing teams, every little thing matters. And sometimes when it goes wrong, you want to get disappointed. So we really just focused on uh, just trying to give it our best. And like if we stayed as focused as we could and tried as hard as we could, then that's a win no matter what the result. And, uh, you know, fifth place, pretty good result. Hey, I'm happy with that. Uh, Matty J, talk a little bit about some of those really epic final battles that we had. Um, I think one time Josh had to go on a 1v3 end of getting victory royale. So talk a little bit about those final battles, because I know you like to talk to him a lot about those final battles and about getting height. I'm always hearing you talking to them about that. Well, Nikki J's more on the focus and the emotional side of it. You're about that big battle at the end. So with uh, Gian and Josh, especially, both of them had some huge battles at the end of the season. Talk a little bit about that. I think when it really came down to it, they started to build a little bit more confidence because I'm right behind them telling them, not exactly telling them what to do, but kind of just point them into a direction. So if we go back to Josh's 1v3, that was awesome because he, not only was he building up, one time Nikki J suggested don't build up too high. So he was able just to get high enough and then take out all three of them while still tunneling 
cranking up a little bit when needed and was able to get every player so uncomfortable for his position that he was able to take one out, each one out one by one. And then Gian, with Gian, it just depends on how he shows up that day, whether he wants to be super confident or not so confident in his play. But I think we really focused on getting his confidence up there towards the end because he just needs to be able to trust his own abilities because he is a great player. Great player. Who made a 2v1 play uh, throughout the season to win the game. And when him and Josh are on the same page, and don't forget Riker, they do very, very well together. Riker's kind of like that X factor, right? That uh, uh, <laughs> that uh, you see, you you know, you're you, you see a lot with uh, with uh, Gian and, and and Josh really having big battles. But but you know, Riker's right there with the sniper rifle or doing something like that, and making making maybe one big play, but the biggest play of of the match. You definitely see that with Riker. And and, and go back to Gian. I. I I relate a lot to Gian because I, I played with a lot of emotion on the baseball field, um, and then um, it, it just shows his love for the game and 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 how he really expects him the best out of himself, and I respect that. And and when he's on, man, he's on like he can't be stopped. So a lot of kudos to Gian throughout this season. They could not have cracked the top five without Gian, definitely. And then uh, kudos to Josh for. Um, putting up big end games there and and Riker for that consistency got to see him in a top five finish and, and Nikki J talked a little bit about it but this is a hard division mm -hmm. this is I mean this is like I, I couldn't last in this division if I, if I was playing now hard division tons of skill um like Norman they run this division and, and they have teams that I look at now and I'm like, these are professional level plays that they're making. So to get top five with such a hard, hard um, competition, I'm really impressed with these boys. Yeah, no, these guys should definitely be keeping their head, their heads held up high because the fifth place, uh, fifth place uh, rank right there in this league, that's good. Oh yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, that does conclude our Fortnite finishes. Uh, we'll be right back so we can talk about Overwatch. Now for our Valorant standings, our Trash Pandas came in fifth place, and this was a league where it was silver and gold combined, so you had both teams. There were some silver teams, and then some teams that were mixed, and then some that were just straight gold. So this was a challenging league as well, just like our Fortnite Gold League, but I thought our team did a great job with their consistency, and you could totally see their progression throughout the league. And I'm here with Nikki J, the Valorant coach. So Nick, give us a quick explanation of their season. Yeah, uh, you know, we had a lot of players who were brand new to the game. And when you join a league that's uh, silver and gold, you're kinda, you kinda get thrown into the fire. And what's tough about being thrown into the fire is sometimes, you know, it's emotional, it's difficult, things get frustrating. And um, that was something we saw throughout the season. But what's good about being thrown in the fire is you get to see what competition is like at the highest level. So going against such good teams, I thought, you know, it was hard for our players. And 
that was obviously difficult, but it also showed what it's going to take if we want to be one of the top teams in a game like Valorant, which in my personal opinion is the hardest game I've ever played from a competitive standpoint. So, you know, kids new to keyboard mouse, kids brand new to the game, kids brand new to not being able to move and shoot. That, that was something, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we had to really hammer down on practice, uh, just the little mechanic things like not moving when you shoot, uh, trigger control, because you can't spray in this game either mm -hmm. uh, with, with most guns. So uh, I thought overall it was just a really great learning experience and it gave us a taste of what the league's gonna be like. And I think that made us a lot more hungry and I'm really excited uh, to see what players will come back and want to give it another shot next season. Mm -hmm. And also potentially new players that we are going to be bringing in, some new recruits, some rookies. So we'll see how they make make it in that Valorant League. But yeah, that your Valorant team was doing a great job really progressing on through the whole season where they did win one of their last games, and that was awesome. That was a very emotional and uplifting experience. So we can't wait. So next year, with a brand new announcement, we will actually be having a gold team. So they will be playing in gold. And then we will have a separate silver team with practices, with practices beginning this month in August. Practice times are still to be determined, but um, I think it's gonna be great to have a, a straight gold team and a silver team so we can really help those uh, two divisions separately which yeah. I think will really help a lot. So um, look, fo look forward to that, and um, we will be right back with some Overwatch. All right, so finally, Overwatch, probably our most popular league that we're, that, that we're in. Um, this was a wild ride this season too with these with these uh, three three teams. Um, let's start off with our with our silver teams. So um, uh, we had the Beach City Goddesses, our all girls Overwatch team, which I gotta say, guys, awesome, so awesome watching that team. Can't wait to talk about them. And then the Beach City Trash Pandas that were formerly the Dragons um, for their third year together. Um, Let's start off with the Beach City Goddesses, right? Our first all-girls Overwatch team, the only all-girls Overwatch team in the whole league. They might be the only girls in the whole league, as far as I know, right? Um, but uh, I was really proud that we were able to get that together and, and show and, and, and show the league that girls can compete just as much as boys. Um, we had a lot of girls that were starting to, they were doing, except for one, that were playing the game pretty much for the first time. Um, our, our, the first game of the season was was a little tough. I remember one of the moms coming up to me and saying, is this how it's gonna be all year? I'm like, no, we're gonna improve. And then they did that week that they played the Beach City Trash Pandas, our other our, our other Overwatch team. The, uh, the Trash Pandas were in first place undefeated and the girls beat them. Yeah, and Leah really, re Leah really holds uh, the IGL in there. On excuse me, on that team, so she's really good at telling the team what to do, where to go, how to play, 
but not only her, but with Coach Rob and you, Rooster, mm. uh, those girls play at a very, very high level, and we watch them progress all throughout the year. And just seeing their different character changes or like what role you would assign them to is awesome, and see how well all the girls played together with. And Orla would really comment on things she saw around the map. <laughs> really, she made... really loved the uh, architecture of. of yep. The so she really brought the fun to the team while mm -hmm. Leah was more on the serious side. Don't get me wrong, she's still very fun, but she was more taking it seriously, telling people where to go. But I thought that was a great team and I thought they had a great yeah. season. Another quick shout out to Zevins. Zevins is another, her and Leah are just like, I feel the pillars of that team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it was Rob's um, coached the team the majority of the season, but but the uh, week that he was out was that week that they were playing the Trash Pandas. And you and you guys know, last season as the Dragons, I coached that team. So I had some, I was really emotional during that game. That was my old team that I was coaching against. Uh, but when the girls won, man, that was amazing because they knew how good the Trash Pandas team was and everything. And that was like their championship right there. I mean, it was, it was huge. And... Um, really, the, it just, it just, just something happened, something magical happened just a day before at practice. It just, everything came together at practice. And I was thinking to myself at night, like, these girls can really beat the boys. Like, this could happen if they play the way they practice. Like, this could happen. It's crazy as it sounds, only because the Trash Panthers team been together for three years, best team in the league, undefeated. They weren't even close to losing at that point. Um, so it has nothing to do with boys and girls. It's just a brand new team of inexperienced players compared to a team that's been together for three years and undefeated in first place. So, um, but I thought like, oh, that, this this could happen, and it did. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, to, let's see. That. So yeah, you talked about Leah and Zoe really being being the leaders of that team. Um, Orla bringing the fun. Kaylin. Um, playing the game for the first time and really kind of playing whatever character we tell her and she'll and she'll and she'll play it. and Kaylin's very smart so even if she's playing a character that she doesn't know how to play like she picks up on it and she knows where to be um and then so we have Zoe Leah Orla was playing as junk rat all season she just loved just sending the bombs to people and throwing the bomb it was awesome um and then uh who we missed about uh super gamer Merida came in halfway through the season and it was like it was like picking up like Aaron Judge from the free agency like yeah. she came in and she immediately became like a superpower in the league uh which was awesome to see too um and I think I got did we, did we miss anybody I think we got, got all the girls on the team yeah Zoe Leah I want to make sure I say everybody congratulations Zoe Leah Merida Orla Kaylin Vivian. Vivian played a solid Mercy all season. Vivian was a great Mercy. Oh she would gosh. she would either be healing them or boosting them, always at a great time, getting those super clutch revives off, usually at the end when they're just trying to sneak in that payload. So Vivian did a great job, and shout out to her little brother for coming in. And doing Sam. Sam, yeah. me up for uh, coming in and doing the streams with you, Nikki J. And uh, it was just great was to cool. have him here. Uh, over here all the time playing and helping out well anybody who coaches overwatch knows that to get a kid to play play mercy is sometimes just like pulling teeth you know because all mercy does is heal and boost and not i mean but don't get me wrong she's like 
the most important player in the game. But um, sometimes the kids just want to shoot people, right? Well, Mercy is just healing and boosting. One time I, I, I came to Vivian and I said, Vivian, would you like to try somebody new? Uh, to, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, let's get around somebody new. She's like, no, I'm fine with Mercy. <laughs> and then even when we were practicing one time, I was playing it. Every time I got eliminated, it's like revive. I'm like, thank you, Vivian. Like in the right place at the right time. So, um, and she was very much a part of that win against the boys too of um, revive. It was great. So the girls ended up third place in the in the in the division. Um, they lost in the first one in the playoffs to the Trash Pandas. So the Trash Pandas had a little bit of revenge there. They were they were they were ready for the girls that time, but just just, just like those Fortnite girls, um, they exceeded expectations, and we are really proud of the Butte City Goddesses on, on the Overwatch team. And I really hope to have the majority of the girls back because we want to run it back. We want to run another Goddesses. Um, season all right congratulations to the girls and uh the boys the trash pandas they were just like riptide b they were in first place all season uh they ended the season seven and one and then um and then they met our arch nemesis i say that lovingly uh lake norman in the playoffs and it didn't have enough to take him down but boy what an amazing season by these trash pandas seven and one Seven and one. I mean, they rocked it all season. Yeah, and coached by a uh, coach Mark. They were very strong underneath him, and they were always had a great plan because they would be in here on the on those Friday evenings, mm -hmm. really putting in the work. Coach Mark is yelling out strategies. Everyone's listening, doing their doing their job. And he this came is, with spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but this is just a great example of team chemistry and how all of them just were friends with each other, having a great time gaming, not only around a great coach but a great program. Oh, it was it was they they may not have got first, but they were the top program in the league. I mean, I mean you could get to honestly say that. I mean they were, um, they were great. I I, I mean just everything they did. Uh, working together, you know, you had um, uh, James moving over to a lot of the support role this season. Last season as the Dragons, I had him as Junkrat because he was dominating Junkrat. Mark put him in more of a of a of a healer position as as Anna and, and other healers. And he did great there. Um, Tob is always a strong DPS, getting a lot of, a lot of eliminations when you need it. Um, so he did great throughout the season. Uh, Lucas really being that MVP that we always need him to be. I mean, even in the Lake Norman game that they lost, um, that first round at Symmetra, he was mowing people down and keeping that payload going. Um, and then, and then David playing his consistency at tank too, uh, really, really, really kept the, kept the team going. And then, um, and then Gavin's always an X factor, right? We always see Gavin making huge, I think the top five plays in the last year, probably four of them are Gavin. Right. Yep. Um, great, great, great team energy, great teamwork. Joshua was a new player on the team this year and fit right in um, as a high level player in the league. So this Trash Pandas team really has a lot to be proud of. Awesome. Now going on to gold. Oh, and that Trash Pandas team has now moved up to gold. They're officially a gold team now. I think awesome. they're more than ready for that. Mm -hmm. They're officially a gold team. Um, and then now, uh, la just last season, the gold trash pandas are now being rebranded as the sea slugs. Oh. Oh. Yep. So the trash pandas is staying with Coach Mark. 
Coach Rob is dropping the trash pandas name, so we got more than one trash pandas, and he's taking the sea slugs now. Sea slugs. Um, so uh, that was, so our gold trash pandas ended up in third place. Um, they, they 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 had a solid season too. I I think one thing that was a little tough was um, there are our couple our couple games where we had some of our top players out. Um, which which hurt us, but um, we got a few big wins with that gold team. See Winston, Theon, uh, Spencer, um, I George, know George, Leah. Leah, Leah playing double duty. Um, Leah being put on a gold team like when she first starts, you know, was a big big challenge for Leah, and, and, and she did and she did great. Uh, who 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 we miss if we don't have a thing in front of it? I think we say all six. George, 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 Leah, uh, Winston, Theon, Riker was on that along that team too. Riker moving up to gold. And then the Spencer was also helping out as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Riker played a great Moira the entire season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really learned how to not only do a great job healing Azure, but also Moira is so strong in the damage when mm-hmm. used correctly too. So that really helped out. And uh, it was just great to see. And then we also had George really taking on that tank role, either mm-hmm. as a road hog, or he also really liked to mess around with, I believe it was Winston. So he saw a lot of hamster. Yeah, and ham- yeah, and the hamster too. That was really great. And George kind of took that leadership role too, where normally that leadership role went to Winston, uh, but George, as the oldest on the team, I think he knew that like he's got to kind of partner up with Winston to really kind of lead the team and he did as well so the whole thing didn't fall on Winston's back as far as leading the team George was able to be in there and and pick up some leadership roles too which I think was very important yeah he's a great mind uh for Overwatch for any game in general uh as I've gotten time around him seeing in practice he really does take it seriously for how fun of a guy he is Mm -hmm. once uh it's time to play you you see a different side and that leadership, I thought, really came out this season. And, and a huge shout out to Coach Rob, who is here uh, at BCE, playing every single day, looking for his team to be practicing with. And not just yeah. his team, but the silver teams as well. So huge shout out to him for being great, great yeah. coach, just like everyone else, but really wanted to be a part of this community and always here. And Coach Rob is really a part of every team, if you think about it, even... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even the silver, you know, the silver teams and everything is very much a part of that. Um, I mean, Rikers in two different leagues, but, but but still, even with the Valorant team, you know, watching and 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 kind of cheering them on. Uh, Coach Rob is basically like kind of the heart and soul of the league. Um, we're really appreciative of having him there. So, congratulations to the Trash Pandas. I know you wanted more, but hey, there's another season. Um, all of our teams can definitely come back and have a much stronger. Uh, finish this year. Uh, how about a few updates of, of what's of what's of what's going on now, guys? Just give it to them. So right now we have our Minecraft Bed Wars season going. We just completed our first scrimmage yesterday, the 31st of July, and now we, this Sunday we will be doing our very first scored game, which is going to be a lot of fun. We're doing solos and duos along with an occasional 4v4 for fun but we'll see if that comes into the league itself but it's great right now we have about eight players and uh, we're having a lot of fun on the hypixel server right now doing bed wars so if you're still interested there might be a a couple more spots that you could take if you wanted 
And but um, yeah, that's a lot of fun. And now Nikki J is really taking on this Valorant boot camp. If you want to say anything about that, yeah. For some, it's the off season. For us, we want to get better, so we're gonna hopefully be doing boot camp uh, upcoming in August, later August, so we can really sharpen our skills. Like we said earlier, we will be having a gold and a silver team for Valorant. So I think after our first season in the Valorant League, uh, we got a taste and we're just really excited to get better and see what kind of results we can put out. And just a reminder, if you are a subscriber here at BCE, you are still allowed to come in and work on a game with either Nikki J or I, or even Rooster, come and play, hang out with your community, be active in the Discord. And we have just added Minecraft to our collection of games. So free, feel free to come in, play Bed Wars, Murder Mystery, Sky Wars, whatever you want. But um, I think we're only getting better. And then Fortnite, we're still pushing for getting better at as well. Awesome. So our next season, as far as our three mains, as far as Overwatch, Fortnite, and Valorant, will start September 10th. Um, we'll start practicing the beginning of September. Um, like like Nikki J talked about a little bit, there will be boot camps throughout August for the teams, not just Valorant, but also Fortnite and Overwatch too. So as long as your subscription is active, we could really utilize this August to really get these kids playing at a higher level, which is what um, centers like Lake Norman and, and GUI and these, and these top centers, Augusta, what they do uh, and then why they're so successful is the extra practices and everything. So for the month of August, although there's no uh, main seasons except for, for Minecraft, we're still running boot camps. So on Mondays from five to, uh, five to 6.30, if you're on the Valorant team for September, meet with Nikki J here to work on some, some um, important skills. If you're on the Overwatch teams, Wednesdays and Fridays, five to seven, you could be working with Coach Rob. Um, you could also be working with um, Nikki J on Mondays to pretty much anybody for Fortnite to get your Fortnite skills up. Um, so definitely utilize this month to get those kids ready for some high competition starting in September. And I will be sending out emails to get you guys all updated and everything. Um, one of our teams is already full, actually. So we do have spots on other teams if you haven't confirmed yet. But um, that concludes our summer season. Thank you, everybody, for being involved. Thank you for the parents that that brought snacks and cheered on the team and, and gave support to Beach City Esports. Thank you guys so much. And um, we'll see you for the fall season. <laughs>